Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. The bunker passes by in flashes of light and color. I catch only glimpses as Shade lets loose, jumping us through the structure. His hands and arms are everywhere, grasping, giving us all enough space to hold on. He must be strong enough to take us all, because no one gets left behind. I see a door, a wall, the floor tipping toward me. Guards give chase at every turn, shouting, shooting, but we're never in one place long enough. Once, we land in a crowded room blossoming with electricity, surrounded by video screens and radio equipment. I even catch sight of some cameras piled in the corner before the occupants react, and we jump away. Then I'm squinting in the sunlight of the dock. This time, the Lakelanders get close enough that I can see their faces, pale against the evening light. Then it's sand beneath my feet. Another jump, and it's concrete. We jump further in the open, starting at one end of the runway before teleporting all the way to the hangar. Shade winces with the strain, his muscles tight, the cords of his neck standing out starkly. One last jump takes us inside the hangar, to face cool air and relative quiet. When the world finally stops twisting and pulling, I feel like collapsing or throwing up. But Kalorn keeps me standing, holding me up to see what we've come so far for. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers, Season 2, Episode 7, Glass Sword, Chapter 9. That was a mouthful for me to read. Hope you all appreciate what I just did for you. (laughs) Now imagine how tired Shade is from all of that. Yes. You're just tired from reading it. He had to do it all. Okay, Mom. He's not a real person. <laughs> That's why I wanted to have you have the first two paragraphs read, because it does a good job of explaining. And it's not just Shade and one other person, it's several people. Yeah, that are all hanging on to him. He's right. doing a lot of work. So, I like that description of him, because he doesn't just teleport. He has to teleport basically line of sight, it seems. So he has to actually go short distances, especially, I guess, when he's carrying a lot of people like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily line of sight as much as it's like there's just a certain distance he can go, right? Especially with the number of people, and like the more he's carrying, I don't know if it's weight based or what reduces the amount of distance he can go in one jump and the amount of distance he can go total because of his stamina, right? And he's injured, yes. On top of that, so he's not even going 100. percent Shade Barrow, you're a real trooper. That's right. No shade. Team shade. So what <laughs> What did they come so far to see? Not one, but two jets! Like the game show announcer voice you put on there. The brand new 2022 Black Run. And <laughs> Tell them what they won, Rob! <laughs> so there's like a smaller jet. Yeah, a Snapdragon. Yeah, the, little, the ones that they saw. Over, the air sea. Yeah. The, 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 the little, little bombers. Big ones. The little big ones. The little, little bombers. <laughs> The little bombers, and then, uh, then like the one. cargo jet type like a troop transport, thing. yeah, where yeah. they can all get on, and it's got one of those <laughs> for the audio medium. <laughs> Mia and I are both lowering our hands in a right. lever style. <laughs> it's got one of those cargo doors that the like a cargo the audio in the podcast. Yeah. We're just flopping around. Right. And Swolcal is immediately in guy mode. 
Right? <laughs> like, Talking about I need like to know a, everything like about that right now. Mustang or yeah. something, right? Running his hands <laughs> down the side of it and like talking to it all night. You're gorgeous. Yeah. She's going to name it soon? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> probably, I'm sure. Probably already had this. <laughs> but they're, they're all hoping that Cal knows how to fly it because unless it's some secret trick that Farley has that they don't know about. <laughs> Shade's their only option of getting out of there. So right. it's like, all right, I'm, I really hope this is familiar to him because we are snowed, if not. Yeah. And then, then there's the strolls up this one lone mechanic that's in the actual hangar. Could be this played by Joel Murray in the show. Probably. As a cameo. This poor mechanic. I mean, he, Joel Murray? Yeah, Joel. He's maybe old. That's what I'm saying. You get him like the old grizzled mechanic that's just like, I'm too old for this crap. You know, these kids going around. This this poor mechanic guy. He's like, he's just doing his job and he gets caught up in all this. Yeah. He's Lowell from Wings. Right. He's just there caught in the middle of everything all the time. He's He's the guy from the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window or whatever. The guy that's fixing her. Oh, the handyman. The guy that's fixing her her mailbox for like three years. Yeah, three years later, the mailbox is still broken. Almost done. It's just a mailbox. That's the first thing in that show where I was like, "Mm." My parents didn't get it. Anyway. Something's not right here. Why is that? I could fix that mailbox in an hour. Right. (laughs) Okay. Back on track. Sorry. Come on, kids. Anyway. So, mechanic's like, I'm going to have to call your supers, superiors. Farley's you like, know. you go ahead and call the colonel. This is a special. She's not going to be too <laughs> happy to hear that you're not giving me this jet. She's yeah. trying to, you know, pull Just the... all up official in his face. Okay. Like, pointing at Cal, like, look at what we've got. Like, you know. Right. These are orders from the colonel to transport his royal highness or Meanwhile, whatever. the rest of them are tiptoeing Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> Totally Scooby Doo style. Yeah, I, I actually the, imagine them like on the too. points of their toes, like cartoon style. I can like, even hear the do tiptoeing to the back to go in the cargo. Okay, I this gotta, thing is called a right. black run. Right. I gotta say, thank God there's a good liar amongst this group because it's definitely not Mare. No, no. <laughs> so at least Farley is good at lying. Yes, she's good at obfuscating. Because I imagine uh, Shade probably would be too. Yeah, because even after all Mare's training, she is a terrible liar. Yes, it's very bad, and she has no poker face. No, like everything just instantly shows up on her face. So Farley's out there pointing and hollering and trying to get this guy (laughs) to open the cargo bay door. Again, this poor guy. Meanwhile, Cal's inside still. Caressing, to the, how to caressing the inside going. of the flak run now. Yeah. And Mare's like, oh my gosh, these must have been the stolen jets that they were talking about right. from Delphi. Yeah. You know, the yeah. inverted commas training exercise <laughs> that, you know, never right. really happened. The stolen jets, you know, that was never possible. Well, here they are. Right. And... Don't they have a bit of a discussion here, again, about the Jets, or do they not? How they got the Jets. Or no, this is when Cal's like, says the battery. Yeah, Yeah. there was something that made me laugh here before that part, though. As Mare's going on to the Jet 
she wonders where the jet last flew who it, and who it carried. Did they live? Did they die? And will we share their fate? Mare, the last place the jet flew was into Tuck. It's there right now. Right. It clearly didn't crash and no one now, died. it flew there from someplace. Right. But it clearly landed safely in Tuck. It's right. there right now. Like, I guess the point is like the people before that. Yeah, I guess. Like Just, before it was stolen or even maybe in the... Event when it was stolen, like, did anyone die? I guess, yeah. Every party I, I, has a pooper, able, that's why we invited Mary. They wouldn't be able to write it off as a training exercise if people died. Probably not, <laughs> right. I guess that's what she's saying, like, did it come straight here from Delphi? Had they used it in other missions? Like, I, I get it, but it's like, right. really, Mary? But it's like, it's still here. Just get on the friggin' plane and <laughs> shut up. It's like, it's still here, which means that clearly... It got back here somehow, meaning right. not all of the previous passengers died. Yeah, is there blood on the wall? Clearly, a pilot <laughs> was still alive to bring it back to Tuck. I think right. it's okay. Yeah, I. She just. She was such a love. She loves it. Luckily, that's like the most depressing part of this chapter. Pretty much. Pick me up in this chapter. Yeah, we do. It's, it's not all depressing this time. We actually mean it. Yeah. <laughs> So this is when uh, Cal calls Mare up to the cockpit because they got they got a bit of an issue. The batteries are drained. The batteries are dead. So they need Mare to recharge them. Jump it basically because right. the mechanic is still out there getting his butt chewed by Farley. <laughs> so he's definitely not going to start the plane for them. Right. So they're going to have to do it. So she's like, sweet! And she like goes into spark mode. And she's basically Peter Petrelli before Cal can get her some exposed wires to touch. You know, she's like all shining from all of her pores because she's got all this energy. She's so excited. You know, she knows it's going to have to be like a big push. She's to deep cut. Deep, deep cut. Uh, time out just for one second. Mia, that's a show I think you need to watch. Heroes. You would love the first season. Probably would. Scared yeah. the crap out of your brother, but I think you'd like it. Anyway. So, but she can't quite get it, so Cal, like, pries open a panel down between the, down in the knee area. Yeah. Just a mess of wires. She just jams her hand in there. Like, feeling around for, like, a big wire and grabs on and just... Starts sending energy through starts it. Starts sending energy through it and yeah. the jet fires up. That's officially the easiest jump start in history. <laughs> right. So Farley's trying to get this hangar door open, and Cal's like, well, do you want me to just drive through the door? <laughs> Is she expecting me to crash this thing through right. the wall? It's like, yeah, he mutters. Right. Cal, baby. So Kaloran's like, I'll get it. Well, yeah, he looks at Shade, right. and he's and like, Shade's hey. like, I ain't going he's anywhere. like, D I can't do that. <laughs> like, can't jump a plane right now. I it's like I'll go out there and get Farley from the mechanic, <laughs> but I, I can't jump this plane right. out of this hangar. Not I'm, even healthy. Right. Like this is too much, even on a good day. I can go get Farley for you, but that's about all I can do. Right. I can go be your messenger. Yeah. Like, I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't worry, I got this. He starts to walk out, but then Mayor stops him. Yeah. Like, She's uh, like, no, no, I got this. <laughs> She's also like, again, the boy that's 
like six or seven months old. Right. Right. <laughs> but she's she's feeling her powers and she's learning to use them still. Yeah, I mean, the last time she got to use this much power was in the Bowl of Bones when right. they created the storm, and that was something that was more power than she had ever right. wielded basically before. But it was also so, like by accident. It wasn't our right. Purpose. Now she has yeah. to see if she can do it on purpose without. I mean, they're in a risky situation, yes, but they are. It's not literally. Well, I guess it kind of is life or death. It's not imminent death like exactly. <laughs> like it was in the bowl of bones right. where there are active assassins hunting yes it's, it's not like it's not like the gut reaction of like i just need to protect myself it's like can i do this so that we can get out of this situation and be conscious of what i'm doing right making this weird hand gesture that again you guys can't yep. see audio only medium can't see <laughs> so, this helps me okay i'm a hand talker I, I mean to you you get it for me so mayor winds up and starts to open the hangar door yeah Pushes it outward and and the door opens. The mechanic is like, "What? What? What's what? going what? on? Hey, oh my hey, gosh! Hey, the door's yeah. moving on its own." Right. So he's distracted. Farley bolts. The door starts to pop up, and there's just like a bunch. Hey guys, Mayor figured out garage doors. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Old hat. There's a bunch of Scarlet Guard and Slake Landers outside, right out front of the the hangar. And they all got guns. And they all got guns. And Farley's just running as they're shooting. They're like, pew, 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 pew. Pretty much. <laughs> she gets in and hits the button to raise the the gate in the back, mm-hmm. the cargo hatch, and she's just like, go. <laughs> Cal's like talking to himself, muttering under his yes. breath again. He's like, There, and was, she, Mare's like freaking out. She's like, um, cow? Cow? <laughs> and they're, they're shooting at the jet, too, are they not? Yeah. And it's just like bouncing off. Yeah. Ping, ping, ping. Pew, 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 ping, ping, ping. Because it's made of, you know, whatever kind of, what you call it, metal. Right. So. <laughs> what you call it, metal? <laughs> Bulletproof. But don't they. Don't Adamantium? They, yeah. They've got, haven't they mentioned some kind of metal that they have there before? I don't think so. They've mentioned. Diamond glass. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But this wouldn't be made of that because it'd be too heavy. Sure, why not? I mean, maybe what like the windows are made of, the top of them. Made of four rings, probably. I mean, if if Doctor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters exists in this universe, then adamantium would too. (laughs) It's where all the new bloods are going to go train. Valid point. So Cal finally. Moves Lays over. on the lever, pretty much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like Tesla brakes or whatever it was that those those people were having to like stand on their brakes for a while oh, right. to get their cars to stop or whatever. So he's like leaning on this lever, and finally they start rolling. Rolling, and Mayor's like, "All right, well, this is the part where we run over all of those soldiers because they're too stupid to get out of the way." Like, she's surprised when they all start running. Right. Well, they're only human, Mayor. They're going to save themselves. It's not like they're all just going to stand there and get eaten up by airplane propellers. Most of them want to live. Right, exactly. There's no reason for them to die for this. Just stand there and let a propeller hit you in the face? Well, first of all, it's a jet. Oh, yeah, so there's not even propellers. Second of all, there was just that one bald guy with the cool mustache that was fighting Indiana Jones there, but sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyway, so everyone moves out of the way, still shooting. Yeah. They're being shot at from the roof, too. Right. And now there's transports coming up all with around them people. with more people in them. So they got guns coming from everywhere. Yeah. Which means we, we got to go. Like, let's move it. Yeah. They're flying down the runway, still on the ground. And there's vastly becoming not enough runway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we need to be going up, yeah, not we, just out. We don't have enough road here. Yeah. We gotta... We're going to run into that grass and hills and stuff, and this is all going to be over. I was going to make it back for Keith. For some reason, Kalorn asks Shade if he's got another jump in him, but then they never go back to that. What is he thinking? It's like, you already asked Kalorn. Yeah, he can't jump the jet. What are you talking about? Kalorn, I know you're not the smartest. Maybe he just meant jump all of them off of there. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Yeah, like if it was going to crash. Right. But it's like then they would all need to get to him and they're all buckled in right Because they're, they're running out of air. They're running out of... Runway. Runway yeah. at this point now, too. And he's just like... Cal's just okay. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, up they go. He pulls back, <laughs> yep, and up they go. Whee! Mare, uh, her ears pop. This is the first time oh. she's experienced in flying. Oh. My ears always pop on takeoff as well, so I get it. My ears popped once when we were in the car. In the mountains in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mare thinks that flying is worse than Cal's speeding cycle, but also better. Because at least she's strapped in here. Yeah, right. It's but like, they're still hurling through the air with nothing yeah, you're below s- them. You're strapped into a giant hunk of metal that if it's not flying, it's going to drop yeah. <laughs> to the ground. fall out of the sky. But I guess it's like, at least I'm not worried that I'm going to fall off. Right. I'm, And I can't feel like the wind hitting me or anything. This is at least an enclosed space. Right. I would I would rather be on an air jet than a motorcycle. But that's just because motorcycles scare me. Motorcycles are pretty scary. Kalorn's like, so where are we heading? Or are we just winging it now? <laughs> Come on, how dare you? Do some good stuff. And you wonder why she doesn't pick you, dude. <laughs> and Come you wonder. On. And you wonder. Why aren't there people out there who ship? Good question. Um, you have to ask the internet. And yet there You guys tell us why don't out there. Yeah. Why don't why don't we get a Marorn? <laughs> don't try. You can't do that on the spot. That actually wasn't terrible. Killer. They're both better than Finchel. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. And Maraven. Yes. Don't like that one either. I mean it's a good ship name, but it's like the most disgusting toxic relationship ever on the planet. Yeah. So does it? Is it Kalorn that pulls out some maps, or Farley, or somebody? Yeah, Kalorn pulls yeah. them out, but Farley quickly takes them from him. Yeah, because they're the colonels. He obviously swiped them when Correct. he was going through there. Thank God they're not all streaked, since he was soaking wet, pawing around on the papers. <laughs> but you idiot. yeah, Farley goes to grab the maps. Uh, um. Yeah. Kalorn tells Cal that there's a landing strip near Harbor Bay. And Cal's <laughs> shaking his head. He's like, you mean Fort Patriot? They're not going to land us at a Norton Air Base. 
Come on, do you think Farley is stupid? Yeah. He's like, no, not Fort Patriot. Nine five field. And Mare's like, nine five field? What is that? So she grabs the map, and all around the town is uh, like a completely uniform strip of brown on the map. So obviously something that is too symmetrical and even to be natural. Right. Has to be man-made. And it's a barrier forest like the, had, they had around uh, Greytown. And it turns out that this one is around a place called Newtown. So, where our least favorite character in the series hails from. Oh no, is that where she comes from? Yeah. Oh, you're that close to her starting. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a lot later in the book when she comes in. So okay. Find her in Newtown, but that is where she's from. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that, and you will hate her just as much as we do. But, pretty much. Right. Cal kind of catches on to what they're talking about, but Mare doesn't quite understand what exactly <laughs> they're asking him She's to like, do. What? What is that? I don't understand. So Cal says your friend wants me to land a black run on a damn ruin. <laughs> like really? And they're talking about old roads. Yeah, like from our civilization. Old highways old or freeways. Interstates. Interstates yeah. From our civilization that are all broken up, but They've, they're now being, they've been like buried in these barrier forests, but right. they've obviously gone in and chopped some stuff down and made little runways. Made stretches that still look like ruins, but they can land. Yeah, they can land aircraft. Yeah, there. it's like this little bit that just hasn't broken up yet. Yeah. Right. Well, they're kind of like going back and forth about it, and then finally Shade's like, it's not a ruin. They've, they've fixed it up so that you can land on it, and Mayor immediately gets angry. <laughs> At everybody. Right. This is Mare Barrow. I don't know. What, what were you expecting? Thought it came with the anger. Right. <laughs> of course. Kaloran, is it Kaloran that asks about how much? Because Cal says something about, you know, what if we don't have to land? Yeah. What if we can find literally any place else for me to land this thing other than, you know, a quarter mile long stretch in the middle of the woods? Right. And, uh... Cal basically is like, well, if Mare can keep charging the batteries... We can fly for, like, two years? Yeah. With Mare, we could fly for, like, ever. 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 Yeah. Forever, ever? Yeah. So, you know, it's, they don't have to worry about refueling or anything like that. They just need Mare to basically flip the switch. They get more power and they get right. ready to go again. Well, so. I mean, at this point, they still have any... Like, we've discussed the fact that this isn't a ruin. They fixed it. They haven't told Mare this yet. <laughs> they're still, they're still allowing Mare to, to and Cal to think that it's just a ruin at this point. Right. Because Mare's only thought is the list. Right. Where's the list? So you have the list, right? Because we have the list. Those right. Are the list. Where's the list? Let's find out where the closest, best place to land is, and find out who's close. Who's close by, and we just start there. So she's like. So you still have the list, right, Farley? Yeah. Like if right. if you didn't make it out of there with that the, list the in your list. pocket, then we're turning then around we're to the back. waste. Yeah, this is all for naught. Uh, then we're going back, which means you know 
We're probably going to die. die. So most of us die. Yeah. Mare says she's not going one inch further without it. Okay. While they're flying through the <laughs> air at like 500 miles an right. hour. Right. We are literally flying through the air right now. You have gone so many inches. Yeah. I, I would have been so annoying. I would have been like, oh, there's an inch. There's another one. Oh, there's another. Yeah. <laughs> you want us just to fall out of the sky, Mare? Because that's what's going to happen if you Kalor's, refuse to go one more inch. Kalor's just over there like, hey, Mare, just want another inch. Yeah. And another one. Because he would be. Because they're friends. They bust each other's chops. Right. But Farley does but not have the list. No, Farley does not. Kalorn has the list. Something else he swiped from the colonel's room when they were in there. So, Kalorn's sticky fingers. Yeah. Maybe you can't trust this guy after all. Good on you, Kalorn. <laughs> right. I love how when Mare asks, like, you do have it, don't you? She's like, I try and keep the fear out of my voice. I just imagine she doesn't do it at all. Right. So she's just like, we let the list back. You do have it, don't you? Like yeah. She gets really panicked. Yeah. But she's like trying, real air quotes, trying real hard. Yeah. Right. And then she's she figures out, she's like, well, that was the plan the whole time was I would get caught and then you would use that when we went in there to get the, like, right. well, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, and it wasn't from the colonel's room he wasn't stupid enough right to keep it in there he had it locked away in the armory it's and like, so she's kind of confused and he pulls out the key and he has the, the, colonel's, key. the colonel's key turns out mayor's not the only good pickpocket in this ragtag group of rebels the plan was to steal the list and the jet anyway but they kind of had to improvise and then yeah. they got locked up. That wasn't part of the plan. No, yeah, that's they what Farley said we were quick. going to steal the yeah. jet anyway. We just had to make everything go a little faster. Right, we <laughs> had to make everything happen faster than we wanted to. But hey, it all worked out, I guess. I mean, you know, so far, they're still only like, you know, 15, 20 minutes into their escape. Right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, the whole plan to like, they went faster than they wanted to, but they made it off the island. True. And Farley's like, I'll take that, thank you very much. <laughs> Leans you over to Kalorn and takes the key. Because key, it's on the chain that was worn by either her mother or her sister, depending on right. whose that one is. But she would also reason, have the other one around her neck, right? So now she has both of them. And for some reason, she isn't wearing it now. Does it say that in there? It does. Yeah. Indeed. It does. Huh. Yeah. Her mother or her sister wore that chain, and for whatever reason, she isn't wearing it now. So, yeah. See, I thought that they meant, for whatever reason, the mother or sister isn't wearing it now. Yes. Di well, Diana has hers on. Yes. Okay. okay. The, the point is, for some reason... Either the mother or the sister right. currently does not have it on. We don't right. know why, but they, yes. it was obviously, you know, they're not around anymore. Possibly they're perished. Right. So, yeah, they were going to steal the jet anyway. That was part of the plan. Yeah, and she's like, all right, lightning girl, so who's closest to 9-5? And Cal's like, we're not landing at 9-5. <laughs> just letting you know that I just again. imagine him calling from the cockpit, like, we're not landing at 9-5, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Very right. Ted Wheeler style. Yes. We're not landing at 9-5. <laughs> it's And this is when, is this not when Shade says... Like, 9-5 isn't a ruin. Have you forgotten Nersi already? 
already. Yeah. You're just going with what you think you know about 9-5. It was a couple what? days that's, ago, guys. That's not That's not the same thing. Right. And he's like, oh, you repaved it. And Farley's all excited, <gasps> nodding and smiling. It's like it's not <laughs> the so only one either. She's so proud of herself. Yeah. He's like, well, why wouldn't you just say that outright? And uh, she says, Mayor says, you know, there's no extra points for being dramatic, Diana. Every second you waste feeling smug could mean another dead new blood. Can I read what Farley says? But I yeah, go ahead. So here's Farley's response, which is awesome. And every second you waste questioning me, Kalorn, and Shade on everything down to the air you breathe does the same thing, lightning girl. Ooh. Snap! And now they're like toe-to-toe, bring-it-on style. Forehead to chin, because Farley's way taller than right. <laughs> It's already been rotten. Mare goes back to silver princess mode. mode yeah. And instantly like straightens up. She has to because Farley's right. like a head taller than her. And she thinks that that, does she think that's going to intimidate Farley? I mean, she looks her straight in the eye and doesn't break her gaze. So okay. she's definitely trying to intimidate her. But I mean, it's not going to work. And she tells, uh, tells Farley, give me a reason to trust you and I will. Okay. Here's, here's an issue I have. How many times when everyone else has betrayed Mayor has Farley been there to save her butt? Right. And also... Open your eyes, girl. And also, you... I mean, I know that when she, like, broke them out or it or whatever, she was mainly doing it to save Kalorn, but you did also save Farley. Like, you went through a lot to get them out. Out of? Out of the... Hall of the Sun after they were captured. And oh, right. <laughs> right. That whole thing, it's like, you you worked really hard. So, like, you've already sacrificed a lot for her, even if it was on the side. So it's like, you, she's always been there, and you've already done things for her. Right. She Just trust, trust each other. She trusted right. you when it came to Maven, yet she, and even though that didn't work out, she still came back and saved your butt. Right. Yep. And and here, where she's right here with you right now, helping you escape. Right. And yeah. Farley also admitted that, like, Maven fooled everyone. She admits some of the blame for that as well. Like, she takes some of that sure, herself. Sure, sure. Right. Because she's not the kind of person that just blames other people for her stuff. Like Mare does. Didn't want well, I mean, to name names, but... Mare also blames herself. <laughs> it's like, Mare blames everyone else and also herself. Oh, she definitely blames herself for a lot of stuff that's not her fault. For sure. So, she's got a lot of guilt. It's silly guilt. It is. It's silly guilt. But, I mean, when you step back and look at everything she's been through in this short amount sure, of time, it sure. makes more sense. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of the time it's like, we get it. You feel guilty because you got Lucas killed and he wore nice clothes. I think it, I think it also kind of shows a little bit of the maturity divide between her and Farley, even though there's like six years difference, 17 to 23, but Farley seems... Light years more mature in the way yes. she carries herself because she's probably been through some stuff. And Mary, again, this is only how long into Mary's initial fall into the. I think we're field. at like three or four months. Yeah, um, tops. Three months. So it's not like not been long. Yeah, not so. long at all. Because I mean, it's it, it's not it hasn't been very long since the the bowl of bones escape. It's been like three days. Three days. Right. Yeah. 
But I mean, there was like six or eight weeks or whatever of training that they kind of just skipped over. In well, the but first I think book. that was only two. It was only two months for the first. Yeah. That whole like literally that whole section. Right. So I mean, it's been you know just just over two months. Right. So uh, Farley says that nine five isn't a ruin anymore. And it's not the only one, you know, right. they've got several of these runways around and Cal is basically like, well, you know, good luck stealing a jet again, because after what happened at Delphi, you're not going to get anywhere near a cockpit. Right. And she's like, not in Norda. Yeah, not in Norda, but the bases in Piedmont are much less guarded than the bases in Norda. Yes. Because she's like, the Scarlet Guard is a... Basically, this, they think the Scarlet Guard is a Norda problem. Yeah, and that they haven't inter- infiltrated them. Piedmont yet. Right. Correct. Well, this is... A, it's another case of how they were able to get so deep into Norda because they didn't... They're silver and they don't think Reds could do that. Yeah. Piedmont just hasn't caught on yet. Right. Because they haven't blown anything up major right. of theirs. Or assassinated like they did, anybody. Right. Like they did when they came in Norda and started causing all those problems. So, so. hey guys... I think Mayor Maeve underestimates this character. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> she never does that. The tagline for the series. Like, ever. <laughs> Mayor underestimated the Scarlet Guard. I like her little thought here um, when they're, you know, they're talking about the scope of what they've infiltrated and how far they've gone. She thinks, this is not the simple ragtag bunch of true believers I imagined. This is a machine, large and well-oiled, in motion for longer than anyone thought possible. What have I fallen into? I underestimated the Scarlet Guard. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Constantly. As usual. And I thought it, I thought it came with an under, right. underestimating the Scarlet Guard. So now she's even more excited because she only has the lists of the New Bloods in Norda. Yes. But there are clearly going to be New Bloods everywhere they go. Right. And so they have an even greater correct uh, chance of gathering them all and, you know, getting them trained up and actually getting some sort of army that can go head-to-head with Silvers in actual battle. Right. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Lots of, kind of, like I said, it's good news. A lot of good news here. Yes. This is light. This is a, a little chapter to bring you out of the depression before it just kind of slam you right back into it. Correct. Yeah, because she it's thinks coming. to herself, and Maven won't have the chance to kill anyone else in my name. I won't carry the weight of any more gravestones. Okay, can, again, can she go five minutes without referencing Maven? Nope. She's Maven like obsessed. Everyone stopped and just stared at her for like five seconds and it just went, anyway. <laughs> okay, Mary. Anyway. At least she didn't say it out loud. So do they turn to the handy book? Or are they going to try to find out who's close? To where they are, the handy list. Is it like a book? Is it in book form? Is it like a it's diary? A, it's in a book. I think the names are like in in between the lines of a book, aren't they? So that it wasn't just like here I wrote these all down yeah. together. They're but, like, but they have like the they're where they're from, where they are too. Do they not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so she says, and like their birth year and everything. There's yeah. a lot of information. There. Yeah. She says that a place called Courant is the closest uh, where there's a new blood to 9-5. Okay. So... Are there any 
Go ahead. Courant is one of those places where it's like, it's, I, I was talking about this earlier off mic, it's like, it's a, it's listed a lot here, like it's said a lot here in this scenario, but then it's like never spoken of again. <laughs> right. Right. It's Alina. It's <laughs> it just happens to be where, yeah. It's, it's Alina, yeah. Yeah. So, are there any Jasons in this list? <laughs> this is not your segue. That's my segue. Okay. Into the Jason universe. So, so okay. I'm gonna take a break here and tell this hilarious story. Yeah, I've been oh. I've been waiting hours to hear that. Okay. Mia thought it was Mia couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> really so we're coming back from theater from Mia's audition and we dropped just dropped you off, Beth. And I said I don't even remember how we got started about we were talking about names. Yes. And I said when I was in school and there was Jasons everywhere. Oh, I had yeah. I had a fifth I was in a fifth, sixth grade split. I mean, fifth and sixth grade both. It was like for the smarter kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there were six boys my fifth, sixth year. Four fifth graders and two sixth graders. And a third of them were, were Jasons. <laughs> and I was telling her that. I was like, there's a, there's a sixth grade Jason who was like huge. I mean, he to us, he looked like, I don't know, like Brock Lesnar. But he probably wasn't. He was probably only about a few oh, inches I'm taller. Oh, I'm sure, but yeah. We were, we were but you were so then. small, right. right. Yeah, I feel, I wish you could have, no, keep going, keep going. There was so there was sixth grade Jason and there was fifth grade Jason who was our grade and he was just like a normal, normal size. He was just a normal size Jason, just a, just a normal Jason. Just a normal Jason. Yeah. You go to the store to get a Jason. I just want one of the Jasons. You want the big one? No, just a normal just size. Just the, the medium Jason. But that's how I said it to her. I said just Standard a normal size Jason. Jason, and she was like, "Did you mean person?" And I was like, "No, I meant like, Jason." No, 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 no. You you were like, you know, just your normal Jason, and I'm like, "Did you mean person?" He's like. <laughs> Isn't it in um, uh, Hercules when they got started talking about that and the one little demon thing is like, remember a few years ago when all the boys were called Jason and all yeah, the I think girls so. were called Brittany? I think so. <laughs> I think so. But then my next year, the sixth grade year, the sixth graders left. And the new fifth graders came in. There were no Jasons and the Jason that was in our class left and we got a different kid. So I was Jasonless in sixth grade. <laughs> And then we started. But you still had plenty of brads. Yeah. Yeah. In elementary school for me, Jason was like Nigel and Brittany. Right. If, if, if there was no were, one named Jason. You yeah. were probably Jason. There you was no Jason. one named Jason in your class. You were Jason. And yeah. and then I started thinking about the Jason in season four of Stranger Things and how much he sucks. Yes. Oh, that was that kid's name, huh? Yes. I kept wanting to just call him Brad. Which, oh, <laughs> no, the, the Jason. basketball. But it was Chrissy's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, the, his name was Jason. The, the basketball. Yeah, see? They, yeah. they know, 80s, you gotta have a Jason, you gotta have Jason. See, I think, like, Jason on TV, my brain just now goes to Jason Mendoza. Because ah. probably that's, like, the most recent thing I've seen a Jason in would be The Good Place. So, uh, yeah, and he's I, a huge character. Right. Yeah. I don't know, just flipping through movies to watch, I always see Friday the 13th, so Jason. Right. Voorhees yeah. is what I like. <laughs> I always land on. Yeah, and well, and I just watched a show on Hulu not that long ago that had Jason Ritter in it. Oh, yeah. He, he, okay. and Justin Timberlake were both in it as were their real life wives. Yeah. So, it was kind of funny. But people were like surprised, like. Okay, back, can we get back to the point? Yes. Yeah. I don't. Jason's everywhere. Jason's everywhere. A lot of Jason. This book needs a Jason. 
I don't. The names in this book are weird, though. Like you're not yeah. gonna find a normal name. I mean, like if there Diana. was a Jason in this book, it'd probably be like J A I S O N or something. You know what I mean? It would true. Be, like there's, where do you get Kalorn? What kind of name is that? <laughs> Mom. There's also the Hungry Books. True. Where you have Katniss, Peeta. I mean, Katniss and Primrose Peeta. are named after <laughs> flowers. Peeta. That's true. But then, I mean... I don't know where PETA comes from. From, like, a PETA. But it's spelled But it's not different. spelled that way. I don't care what it's spelled like. That's where it came from. It's spelled PETA like an Eastern European dancer on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Maybe... How, how I think that's spelled? how she spelled her name. Yeah. Maybe it it's... Two E's? Was it hers with two E's? Pretty sure. Maybe it came from some... Over the years, people referring to Peter as PETA. And then they just started... <laughs> hey, PETA. I mean, also, he was, he was a baker... He was the bread boy, so I, it, it could have just been, it was actually PETA, and they just changed the spellings a little bit. It was, <laughs> it was between, I see you, Suzanne Collins. Yeah. It was between PETA and Tortilla. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> even PETA works better. It was between PETA or focaccia with two A's. <laughs> wow. Brioche, right? Or Rye, R-I-I. R-I-I. Oh, my God. But it's short for Ryan, R-I-I-O-N. <laughs> but they call it Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. But here's another great name that we're going to stumble on. The oh first God. the first new blood that we're going to meet. They're going to go look for, and this is going to be the answer to a trivia question. You're going to be playing... Someday, you're going to be playing the Red Queen series version of Trivial Pursuit, and mm-hmm. they will say, the question will be, who was the first <laughs> new blood, blood they go looking for. that Mayor and company go looking for? And what is the name? Nix Marston. Nix Marston. He sounds like someone who would be comfortable hanging out at the cantina in Star Wars. Probably. Sitting just behind Han Solo as he shot first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole chapter so, is a very new hope. Chapter. It is. So it is. Last night, Dad and I were doing something podcast related, doing something book related, and I had we were like writing names down, and I I put Nick's on there, and I was like, if we if we want to, we can take him off, because I was about to say we can mix him. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be, no, 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 no. I know what you're thinking, and it wasn't gonna be on purpose. It's just the word that came to my mind, and I later realized the pun, and that's why I didn't. We, say can, it. we can always sure. him. We can always him him off the list. Exactly. Right. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's who we're looking at. That's who they're gonna be finding. Yeah. That's like literally the last thing you hear is Nick's Marston. Nick's Marston. Do we know anything about Nick Marston at this point? No. Nope. Just his name. But we do know that the Scarlet Guard has runways everywhere hidden as ruins of old interstates and highways. So what? Okay, keep finished. And they then have I'm gonna go back to the name two line. jets and clearly the desire and ability to get more. Yep. And probably the plan. To get more. Oh, yes. Because it's working for them to be able to smuggle stuff across lines, and they can obviously get in and out of places right. undetected. And so. clearly, if there's places that don't take them seriously because it's not their problem, they don't have any clue what they're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, they're going too soon. Yeah. Are we good? Can I go back to the name thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so 
there are a lot of weird names in the series, but there's also a Diana. Right. A Daniel. A Ruth. Yeah, those, those are, are the parents. parents. Yeah. True. But Daniel and Ruth named their kids Trainee, Bree, Shade, Mare, and Giza. So that pretty much True. cancels out Daniel and Ruth and then some. What so like what was Kaloran's father's name? Badong? <laughs> I just I don't even I mean, I don't even... What's Kaloran's last name? Warren? Warren. So he has a normal last name. <laughs> All the last names seem to be fairly normal. Fairly normal. My father, Kadong. <laughs> I mean, like, For the record, Ptolemus. Warren. Also the last name of Myrtle Myrtle in Harry Potter series. Her name is Myrtle Warren. Oh, interesting. Fun fact. The Ptolemus? Yeah, Ptolemus. That's like, a, that's a name, <laughs> but it's like an ancient name. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Nobody's right. been named Ptolemus that wasn't a celebrity's is, is kid. Evangeline's like, a little bit of an older name, but it's a legit name. Yeah. Oh, Elaine. Sarah. Yeah. you got Sarah. Yes. There is a Sarah. It's like, there's probably like... The older generation seems to be the ones with the more normal names, because Julian is the, not an uncommon name. They're going to meet the King of Piedmont. But then we have Alara. Be... Alara. Corianne. The King Tiberius. Of, the King of yeah. Piedmont's going to be named Bob. Or like Bob Johnson, or like Zaraxes. For the record, Piedmont right. does not have a king; he has multiple princes. Princes, it's how oh, it works. Prince yeah. Bob Johnson. It's like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's like um, Prince Bob Johnson, Dorn, Prince Steve, where Jones. they only have princes. Right. Steve Jones, Funny. John Smith. Those are the those are the princes. Piedmont. <laughs> Good stuff. The, na- the names, everyone. You gotta find a way to set your series apart. <laughs> but then there's like a there's like a heron in there. I mean, not not everybody can have a successful series with a lead character named Bella Swan. Sometimes you gotta have a Katniss Everdeen <laughs> to True. offset your Bella Swan. Bella Swan. Twilight. Twilight. Oh. The most boring main character with the most boring main character name. Bella Swan. I mean main character of Once Upon a Time is named Emma Swan, so. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I would say an equally boring first name. But Emma was not a boring character, at least, thank God. She was nowhere near as bad as Bella was. Correct. I'm speaking from what I, I have mean, experience. I haven't seen, Maybe yeah. a quarter experience, because it's been forever since I I've have, seen Once Upon a Time, and I have never read or seen Twilight. So. We have seen the Twilight. I've seen the Twilight movies at least once. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I made him watch them with me. Yeah, but then Ashley Green showed up. It was all right. Ashley Green was there from the beginning. Yeah, but she wasn't. In and it Nikki enough. Reed could have been a lot more of her and a lot less of Bella. That is and true. I guess it wouldn't have been about <laughs> her and Edward. Right. That would have been about Allison Jasper. Can we just cut Bella from it and just leave everyone else? Sure. I read the uh, Edward ah. version of the first book in My version. Son. Yeah, she wrote. Uh, like the whole thing from Edward's point of view. Who did? Stephanie Meyer. Oh, she really? Mm-hmm. That was really good. Was it good? That's all right. Was it better? Did he keep thinking to himself, God, this chick is boring. Why am I in <laughs> He is uh, constantly wondering why she wants to kill herself. Like, everything that she does is he thinks going to hurt her or harm her because she's basically an idiot. 
He really talks right. down to her a lot. It's uh-huh. actually kind of condescending because he thinks that like he's the only person that can keep her safe. Which there comes a point where that is true because of the vampire thing, but they kind of put themselves in that situation. You know right. what I mean? Was he also right. thinking, who is this Jacob guy, and why does he never have a shirt on? No, I, it only goes through. Why does he smell like, like a wet dog? Right. It it only goes through like the events of actual the first book so Jacob isn't really like a huge yeah. part of it yet he's just kind of like this dude that's there a couple times With and it's more on. just to <laughs> it's more just to push the story as far as the natives there and the treaty that they have with the vampires so they can establish that uh, and talk about the treaty because that becomes like a big part of it later uh, you realize you're explaining this to a person who knows nothing about Twilight right well, that's why I'm explaining it to you this way <laughs> Like, it becomes a big part of it later, so the only reason he's there in the beginning is to establish this animosity between the natives to the region and the vampires that have been hunting through there for, you know, centuries or whatever. Ah. Eyes on So early in Yeah, he's, he's, he's not hot in the first one at all. Like, his hair's long, and he just looks... He looks like Argyle from Stranger Things, only he dresses in khakis, khaki shorts, and and t-shirts. And he's not always high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So we take away all the fun parts of Argyle. Right. (laughs) But then in the second part, in the second one, he cuts his hair and he beefs up and he becomes, you know, Jacob. So. But none of that happens in the first one. But yeah, I would like to see this from like. Somebody besides Mayor's perspective every once yeah. in a while, so we could maybe get some sort of. The problem is, we will get that, but it'll be from a perspective we like even less. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, that, well, not all the time. I was going to say, the other perspective in that book is better, but not better not, than Mayor. It's just better yeah. than the alternative. Other, than the alternative, alternative perspective. Right, but this stuff is just like slogging it through with Mayor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then the fourth one gets even worse in some perspectives. There's five. Mm. Yeah. But never a Farley perspective, huh? No. Yeah. There's a there's an entire story to that though. And it's really good. Mom, you need to read. If you read only one story from Broken Throne, let it be just that. I'm probably just gonna read it when we do it for the show. Fair. I'll wait to be fresh into it when we do it for the show. So that takes us to the end of this chapter and leaves us on the cliffhanger where next chapter we will meet this elusive elusive Nick Marston. Yeah. Nick's Marston. Nick's. It's it's with an X. Right. Nick's Marston. Not Marsden, Marston. Not like James Marsden. Marston, like Nick Marston. Yeah. Like Mars ten. That's how it's called. Yeah. The planet and the number. Marston. Yes, so. I mean, our first, we we don't know what his ability is, nothing. Nope. We don't know if he knows he has an ability at this point or not. Don't even know how old he is. Nope. Right. That's all they gave us. It's just this weird, stupid name. (laughs) But to them, it's normal. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, this is the world full of Kalorn Warrens and Trainee Barrows. Somebody's probably like, I went to high school with the Nick's Marston. So we will be back next week with chapter 10. We're going to, like you said, we're going to do 
the rest of this book, just taking it one chapter at a time, we like being able to just be free and easy and keep the conversation light for you guys and not try to slug through too much plot in one episode. Plus, it gives us a chance to really dive in a little more and not skip over. Yeah, not yeah. skip over big parts of it. So and we also hope, to have all these stupid rants. Right? <laughs> Which all I know these you guys stupid like. rants. So we hope you guys are liking it so far. We're really enjoying season two. It feels like it's flying by already. It's like, this yeah. is chapter nine. Are you right. kidding me? It's crazy. This, this book has like 30 chapters in it. So yeah. It's going to be a good one. There's probably going to be some as we get towards the end that we may have to do two episodes on a chapter because there's some big ones. Yeah. yeah. When we get towards the end, there'll be some big I, chapters. I think I can already think of a chapter that's going to be maybe heavy that would be useful. Yeah. Also, these next two weeks are going to be. As we're recording this, these next two weeks are going to be pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, we've got some episodes in the can though, we'll so we'll we'll still keep bringing you guys content on a regular basis. We appreciate you being patient with us as we're getting through illnesses and theater and everything else, and we appreciate you hanging in there. Follow us over on Instagram. It's at Reading with the Rockefellers. We're always on the lookout for fan art and fan casting ideas, so you guys can follow us there. You can send us an email. That is readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. Mia checks that and uh, keeps all that up to date. So send us your fan art there, your fan casting ideas, anything that we missed, that we need to pick up on, let us know there. You can head over to our website and that uh, has all of our episodes, fan art, our blog, pictures of us, pictures of the rats, our little mascots. We got a new side mascot, my hamster Betty, this is, is, week. Is Betty going to make it onto the website? Yeah, Betty will probably make it onto the website because she's an adorable little ball of fluff. And Here to make our lives better. Yep, I know you guys are going to want to fawn all over her, too, because she's pretty much the cutest thing on the planet right now that I didn't give birth to. So, I'll keep it that way. Because, you know, your kids are always the cutest thing on the planet, and then your pets are second to them. So. Yes. Unless you don't have kids, in which case it is just your pets. Just your pets, right. But your kids aren't cuter than mine, no matter what you think. My kids are the cutest. And then we have uh, season one of our show available on YouTube as well. You can find video episodes of season one and our quiz show episode, our fan casting episodes. So you can find us over there and the channel is Reading with the Rockefellers. Make sure you subscribe and click the bell so you get a notification every time we drop an episode. And we'll hopefully get some little shorts to put up there, some little yes. teaser episodes that you guys can share with your friends too. And on the, on the topic of the previous fan casting episode, as we've said, we are going to do another one at the end of this book, which will not only have the new characters from this book, but also if we want to go back and make any revisions to our original book. We add, added some ideas. We added some ideas. Got some online or whatever on yes. the website. Yeah. We can we can do that. So don't be scared to still be sending in fan casting ideas for book one characters that we already did. Yep. Yes. We will always accept revisions. Absolutely. We thank you guys so much for hanging in there and we will be back next week with episode ten. And that, or no, eight. episode eight, chapter, ten. chapter 10. ten. We really should have thought that out better with season two and just done it one chapter at a time. So well, we are now. Chapters we are the same, but we're, we're getting there. We appreciate you guys hanging in with us. We love you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.